Fueled, episode number 16 with Division I college basketball player and entrepreneur Nick Graham. Welcome to Fueled, the podcast for teens that aspire for greatness. My name is Easton Allred, and I am a successful entrepreneur, athlete, college student, and personal development guru. Each week, I interview successful and inspiring individuals that will teach you the secrets of setting goals and developing life-changing habits that will fuel you to greatness. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get fueled. Hello, Fuel listeners, and welcome to episode number 16 of Fueled. I am so excited to get today's guest, Nick Graham, on the podcast. Nick Graham has played Division I college basketball. That is so hard to do, and he is an entrepreneur. Nick Graham started his company from the ground and has built it to now where he is able to to work with people like Chauncey Billups and coach Kyle Lowry, Jimmer Fredette, Ty Lawson. That is absurd, and he's built that from ground zero, and now he has this successful company. And so today in this interview, I want to figure out how he did that. And I want to figure out what makes him special, what makes him able to coach people like Kyle Lowry and work with Chauncey Billups. I've had the opportunity to work with Nick in my basketball game for a very long time. He's very inspiring to me, a great mentor, and I think you guys can take a lot from him and learn a lot from him in this episode. He talks a lot about visualization, and I really hope that you guys will be able to take from this episode that through visualizing your goals, you can achieve success. By seeing success before it happens, you make it bound to happen. I hope you like this episode. Nick, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you're doing right now? So right now, this is a very exciting time for me. As you know, when I first started with you, I had a handful of kids, and it's just been a gradual growth due to the success of the players I work with, like yourself. And now I'm able to work with NBA players like Ty Lawson and Jimmer Fredette and work with Chauncey Billups. And we've been able to do some really cool things, work with Kyle Lowry. I'm sponsored, partnered, I should say, with Spalding. And we're, we've just launched interactive training videos that are going to be launched globally. And I've been able to work with them doing some things at the All-Star Game. So it's kind of been a, a whirlwind of a year in a good way. So, Nick, how do you define success? To me, uh, to me, success comes down to just being fulfilled. You know, I feel like we're all placed on this earth for a purpose. And I don't think that you will ever feel fulfilled or at at peace until you're living in your purpose. You know, so like for me, this is the perfect job for me because I I love basketball. God, for whatever reason, uh, I always pondered, you know, why did he allow things to happen to me? My dad's been a college coach since I was two. Um, I accompanied my dad's dad's, uh, basketball team to the Final Four in 1995 through basketball. I was able to meet the president of the United States in the Oval Office and get a college scholarship and things like that. And so I always, you know, ponder why did things, why did these experiences happen to me? And I knew that the experiences that happened to me at a young age were given to me so I could help others. So the fact that I'm living in my purpose, you know, I feel like I am a success. So Nick, I know your story. I've been along with the journey, but a lot of my few listeners have not. So could you tell them your story and how you got there and a little bit more about you? Well, I think to me, it all, you know, I've always aspired to be a college basketball player. And uh, if anybody Googled my stats, they would probably think this guy's not very good. I didn't play as much as maybe I felt I should. um, And I didn't perform at the level that I was capable of. And 
I didn't understand why that happened. Um, so as my life progressed after college, I realized that I went through so many dark times in college and overcame them so I could be the person that can mentor you and many others. And what's crazy is I when I first got into this, I thought I was going to only impact, you know, young kids. But there are college players, there are professional players that that I've been able to help get through their tough times because of the, some of the things that I went through. So, yeah. Yeah, so how did you get from only coaching those few players yeah. in 24-hour fitness a couple yeah. of years ago to now being able to coach or to work with Chauncey Billups and yeah. to coach Jimmer Fredette, yeah. Kyle Lowry, all those people? Sure. I, I think the I think there are a few things that come to mind that allowed me to get from where I started to where I'm at now. One, um, I like to I'm, – I'm a dreamer. You know, that's what we have in common. I like to visualize. I like to forward think. So I always prepared myself – for the things that are happening now it's crazy because a lot of the things that are happening now it feels like deja vu because i dreamed about them i prayed about them i thought about them i mean i remember talking a lot about you about some of the things i wanted to do and i remember people laughing at me i used to you know walk around and this is when it wasn't like an iphone 7 this is like an iphone 2 when the camera when the camera phones weren't that great and i was trying to make youtube videos that were entirely too long and terrible you know, but I think, you know, as you know, as a as a entrepreneur, you know, you just kind of have to throw yourself out there and learn from your mistakes. But people would laugh at me. And in the last year, like I said, working with Spalding, I was on felt like a movie set where I was had to learn lines and everything. And we launched an interactive uh, training program that's going all over the world. But these are things that I prepared myself for, even when I didn't know if it was true. So I just think preparing myself, surrounding myself with the right people and having mentors. And the other thing is just like I tell the kids I've told you is just developing good character. You know, they say character is what it, what do you do when nobody's looking? What do you do when nobody tells you good job? There were a lot of nights when I was up at four in the morning and, and doing those things and going to your games or somebody else's games that nobody saw that allowed me to continue to, to grow and develop relationships. Character, that's so huge. And um, in your life, if you have a lot of character and you're a very genuine per uh, person that shows through, and I had the opportunity to meet Caleb Maddox and Lewis Howes, and I've been following both of their their podcasts and what they've been doing for a long time. And for those of my listeners who do not know who they are, they're both big personal development, both big in the personal development world. And meeting them in person, I was able to see how genuine, authentic, and nice, good people they right. were. So character is so big. And then another thing you said about is visualization. Yeah. Being at the beginning of your journey and being here now, yeah. you always visualize. And I kind of thought you were crazy too. I mean, you, <laughs> you would have such big dreams. Yeah. And like, look where you've come now through the, having those dreams. And you always knew you were going to be successful. And I think that's why you are successful because you knew you were going to get there and you just made it happen. So that's awesome you do that. And um, what rituals do you practice that contribute to your success? Uh, to me, I think just reading. Uh, like I said, I'm really into my faith. So in the morning, it's kind of my time to just grow in my faith. And I feel like through growing in my faith, that allows me to find out who I really am. And one, it gives me the courage to overcome any obstacles that are gonna come my way that day or just long-term as well. So that's that has to be the foundation. Uh, other thing is just, I love what I do. You know, the first thing that, that I, when I talk to people, the first thing I ask them is what do they do for a living? And are they happy? Because I don't believe if you're happy, if you don't have a passion for what you do, I don't believe you're going to overcome the tough times. You know, I always compare it to marriage. I'm not married, um, but if somebody's married, if, you know, a marriage overcomes the tough times because 
of the love you have for that person. In the same way, I'm married to what I do. I'm married to, you know, being a mentor. I'm married to being a basketball developer and different things like that. So I have tough times and bad days just like anybody, but my passion and my love for what I'm doing, you know, it overcomes any bad day or any bad stretch that I'll have. I love it. And Nick, something you're always telling me is to like be committed in what I'm doing with basketball, to be obsessed with my game and to really work towards that. And you've helped me to realize that with my basketball game, if I want to be the best and I want to be better and I want to work so much harder than everyone else and be at that level and put in those hours and be obsessed with that vision. So what do you think about that? I mean, and you know, when you look back at it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other way. I don't know about you because I hope I don't mess this up, but one of my favorite, I'm a big quote analogy guy, but that I think it's don't let your talent take you somewhere that your character can't keep you. You know, when you work for something and you know, you come, it's, it comes through hard work and it wasn't given to you, and maybe you were treating, unfair, treating unfairly, and you had to overcome that, you appreciate it and you respect it. Whereas if something was just given to you, you know, you don't appreciate it. So maybe you have the talent to be a young entrepreneur. You have the talent to do the things that, that I'm doing right now with basketball. But if you don't have the character, you know what I'm saying, you're not going to make it. I'm so fortunate that God didn't bless me with this opportunity 10 years ago. Because I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready to receive it. I don't know if I was completely developed in my character to be able to sustain it where I am now because of the things I've been through. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of times in life you have those setbacks and you have those trials that you think, like, man, why does this have to happen? But it's all in good time that great things happen. So I love that. And um, what would you consider the number one tool for success? Number one tool for success? Off the top of my head, I would probably say... I just think belief, I just think a, a belief and a faith. You know, again, going back to my faith, the thing that, you know, I told myself or something that stuck with me, there were a few things that stuck with me, but it was faith, love, and hope. You know, God says if you have faith, love, and hope, you can overcome, endure anything that comes your way. You know, so I think those three things, you know, if you miss one of those three things, then uh, you're not going to be able to sustain success. You'll give up. I see so many people, and that's why. I, I respect and appreciate you, even though you're 15 years old, you're one of my mentors because you have a drive and you have a commitment. You know, so many people, they're so committed to doing something and, and the minute they get told no, or the minute that adversity hits, they just quit. You know, I was, I listened to a podcast, Success Magazine, their podcast, um, and they said, if you're gonna do the things that you're trying to do, if the things I'm trying to do, basically pursue greatness and live out your destiny, you have to understand that you're gonna get 15, 20, maybe 30 no's before you get one yes. Awesome. So in your basketball coaching, you do a lot with mentalities and how you see the game and how you visualize the game and what mentalities you have going into drills and, and practices. Yeah, I actually just wrote about that today. I like to write a lot just about, you know, having the right mentality. You know, here, here's the thing. Um, most athletes, um, most people that are trying to, you know, aspire to move up in their career they'll never make it because i think sport is the perfect analogy for life but they say sport is 80 percent mental 20 percent physical but what we're doing like most people they're not even they're not that's not even flipped most people put it's go to work and do all these things but they never do anything to develop their mentality and as a result they may have the talent they may have the skills but they're not mentally prepared to be successful in your career, what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? 
To me, when I was a small college coach, it was the toughest time. In, it was the toughest time in my career before I met you, before I started my own business. I was, you know, I was just like any young struggling coach. I mean, I barely had enough money to pay my rent. I literally didn't have a TV, didn't have a radio. I did have Jordans, you know me. So <laughs> I just had an apartment full of duffel bags and Jordans in a coffee maker. Man, you would have some Jordans in exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, priorities. <laughs> but um, it was very tough. Sometimes I wasn't, I mean, I missed meals and I worked. Sometimes I slept at the office. It was the toughest, it was the toughest year of my life. And one of the players on the team decided to commit his life to following God because of me. And he said, I see how tough it is. I see how hard this year is for you, but you just something about you, you have a glow. And I want that glow. And this kid right now is a youth pastor and very involved. Actually, he's a youth pastor and he's actually into, you know, uh, he's a, a Christian artist, music artist. He has a band. And so to be able to be used to help somebody, you know, transform their life like that is by far the coolest thing that's happened to him. So... Take us to that moment in time when you consider your worst failure. How'd you overcome that? So my worst failure and my worst failure probably was just playing in college. Actually, I was probably depressed for about five years after mm -hmm. playing because I can honestly say I outworked everybody on my team uh, and I didn't get the results. I just wanted to be a good, I wanted to be a part of the team. I wanted to be a good teammate. Um, I think I played for my dad and that was the, the root of the problem. Uh, my dad, it was his first college coaching job. He wasn't from that part of the country. Um, so there was a lot of pressure on him and me being his son. Like I took the brunt of that pressure to the point where it, it pretty much paralyzed me. Um, and I just played with so much fear. I was, felt like, man, if I miss this free throw, my dad's going to get his, you know, he's going to get fired. And so I, I had migraine headaches the entire time. And so as a result, my performance wasn't good. And so it was very tough for me to accept that. But looking at what I'm doing now, that's what I said. Those are the things that I had to go through. You know, you can't help somebody if you haven't been through and overcame, you know, very tough things. So anytime somebody signs up to be in a leadership position, if they've never, you know, been to the bottom and been knocked down and they can't help you get back up and tell you what it means to get back up, then you're not going to be a very good leader and you're not going to be able to impact people, I should say. I love it. And I think the trials that you have and the more you get knocked down, that's just more opportunity. Yep. Because it's when you get knocked down that you see who the quitters are yep. and who the people are really going to be successful are. Yep. That's what distinguishes you from the greater from the from the average. So I yep. love that. And, I got um, one I got one for yeah, you. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Henry Ford was went bankrupt six times before he founded Ford Motor Company. He mm -hmm. tried six he tried businesses six different times and failed and went bankrupt before he, he found Ford Motor Company. And so like I, I wrote about that and the thing, the question that I posed to the people that were reading it was, maybe you are the next Henry Ford, but how many people would get to that point? You know, like you said, most people, you know, I, I guarantee you half the people would quit after time one. Most of them by time two. Very few would still be up there fighting, grinding every day, getting up early, you know, staying up late about the sixth time and that's what and look at i mean he's his legacy is well beyond his years so nick what's the scariest thing you've ever done scariest thing i ever i've ever done is start a a which is attitude and altitude which is is my business by far the scariest thing i've ever done um and that's not i'm not an adventurous person 
at all. I don't ride roller coasters. I don't like heights. You know, I'm like very, very, you know, play it safe. And this in this situation, I didn't. You know, I just kind of I quit. I started my business. I didn't have a job and do it on the side. I just said, this is what I'm doing. I didn't have any savings or anything like that. So starting that from scratch, I didn't have a gym. I didn't even have a name at the time. Business cards, just literally from scratch, and it's and it's worked out. So, so you could you committed to that fully. Not, I think I can remember from you telling me this that your family didn't necessarily <laughs> fully support that. They wanted you to do something else. So. Yeah, I mean their hearts were in the right place. Yeah, you know they they just you know they didn't they didn't understand you know, and it was the first I just had such conviction that I knew it was going to work. I mean, there were times where I cried. There were times where I couldn't sleep. But I was scared, but I was not gonna. I was not gonna give up until I felt fulfilled and I saw this thing through. But yeah, they didn't. They advised me. My mom would, you know, email me job applications and different things like that, trying to suggest that I get a job. But I knew that it was bigger than me, and I knew that the world, in my world, the basketball world here in Colorado, and you know wherever God takes me, I knew that that. I needed to be here. And what's crazy is what what drove me and I said visualize and I visualize people like you. You know, I visualize people like Eric Garcia and Sam Metz and I I and the question that I kept answering was if I'm not doing what I'm doing, do I trust that somebody else would care and do it the way that I did? And I couldn't and I answered that question no, so I said I got to keep doing what I'm doing. I got to say it again, man, because I love how you visualize. You've been visualizing your success for a very long time, and that's what's brought you here. And I think that is one of the keys to success is to visualize and really see in your head when you're going to be successful and visualize that. So really cool. What would you consider to be your number one strength? Uh, my number one strength, uh, I would just say being determined. My dad always says it's not the most talented person. It's the, it's the most determined. Who has been your greatest mentor? My greatest mentor I believe that mentors, you get different mentors in different seasons. So Coach Mo, he's actually what's cool is he's Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and Chauncey, actually, he's like one of their spiritual mentors. See, he was my spiritual mentor before all of them, but he's really helped me out. Chauncey, Chauncey currently, present day, it's definitely Chauncey. The cool thing about Chauncey, Chauncey Billups I'm referring to, the cool thing about him is like he's been so successful and he's such a public figure. Sometimes when you meet a public figure, when you really get to know them as a person, you get let down mm-hmm. and you kind of have your hopes that they're this great person. And they, and it's almost like it's not fair to them. They can't live up to that. I had placed Chauncey on a, on a pedestal and looked up to him as I've gotten to know him as a friend, as a big brother and a mentor. He's like superseded any expectations I can have for him as a person. The biggest thing that I've gotten from him is how he treats people. He, he's an amazing and how he treats people that can't help him. It's not like it's just the people he works at on ESPN, just the people, kids, you know, like you that are in the gym or just people that he comes in contact with every day. So what are one or two attributes or habits that you've acquired that have contributed to your success? Uh, Being vulnerable, being vulnerable. I think that's the biggest thing for so long in my life. I felt so insecure that I wouldn't admit my weaknesses. And I feel like that's what didn't allow me to be the player that I was capable of being. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten more comfortable with myself. I'll admit my insecurities, and I think that just opens up the door for people to help you. You can't ask for help if you keep everything inside, so yeah, being vulnerable. Awesome. And uh, what is the best advice you've ever received? To that point, you can't get anywhere in life without help, and just applying that, not being afraid to ask for help, even if it's something insignificant. 
from something insignificant as opposed to, you know, if I was carrying some some equipment into the gym, you know, asking somebody to help you grab a bag. But, you know, obviously different things from, you know, bigger, you know, so just asking for help. So, Nick, you've told me quite a bit about your morning routine and your journaling. And for me, I really like to journal because I get to put down my thoughts. I get to plan out my day. And a lot of times I just journal about how I can have a good day and what went well last week. What, what can I do better this week? So that's what I do a lot of my journaling about. Would you recommend journaling for field listeners? I think I think we're all different. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the biggest thing is just like you have to learn yourself. So many people don't spend enough time with themselves because they're always on the go that they don't learn themselves. And I think the coolest thing is you, you never until until you die, you really don't learn. Uh, you really don't stop learning about yourself. You don't learn about yourself. It's cool to get to know yourself. So, you know, it was like three weeks ago. So I start I like to I try to meal prep because I try to eat healthy. And I didn't realize that like cooking is like I like cooking. It's like a time <laughs> where I can be because I'm 100 percent engaged in what I'm doing. Nobody's bothering me. One, I'm not on my phone. It's yeah. one of the few things where you really can't be on your phone. And my mind just kind of is just at ease, you know, so just take time to learn yourself. Awesome. I keep telling my mom and she keeps telling me I like eating. I don't like cooking. <laughs> <laughs> not not her favorite quality of mine, but <laughs> maybe you can come over. I can whip up something for you. Yeah. All right. That sounds good <laughs> to me. So if you imagine you had just a couple of minutes with your former teenage self, what mm-hmm. advice would you give yourself and why? Admit your weaknesses, embrace your weaknesses, embrace being different, follow your heart, follow the dreams that are in your heart, even if people don't understand them. You know, your dreams are your dreams. And the more time you spend with me, again, going back to my faith, because that's my foundation, the more time you spend with God and the more time you spend with yourself, you realize what you want out of life and you realize what you're capable of. So say, for example, my parents, when I first started my business, they didn't know my dreams. They didn't give me my dreams. So they can't, even though they love me to death, they can't take my dreams away from me. I see so many people allow others to just rob them of their destiny and their dreams. I love that. And you've seen that in your life. And even though your your family had the the best in mind for you, you committed to something and you stepped out of your comfort zone. And because of that, you've been so much more successful than you otherwise would have been or could have been. So... I love that. And do you have any last parting of words of advice for a few listeners? Just never stop growing. Like I said, be you. You could be the next Henry Ford. I, I'm, a, I'm a you know, I'm an optimist and I just believe that greatness is destined for all of us. It's just our choice. If it, It's just our decision to mm-hmm. decide if we're going to follow that path. But don't let the failure stop you. If Henry Ford can go bankrupt five times and, you know, be one of the best car manufacturers this planet's ever seen, then they're then we can get knocked down and we can still do great things. Awesome. One thing Caleb Maddox told me and uh, I think said in his TED that he gave last week was the key to success is within the word key. Keep educating yourself. And if you do that and you're growing every day, then you'll be successful. Nick, what book would you recommend to few listeners and why? The Purpose Driven Life changed my life. It helps you understand. I never really understood that we have a purpose. And that every moment is significant. You know, I took days and I took moments and I took opportunities for granted. And, you know, I think that that transformed my life to make me realize, made me have hope. It infused me with hope. But to realize when you discover your purpose, then you begin to live. 
Nick, thank you so much for getting on the podcast. It was great having you on. And thank you all, Fuel listeners, for tuning in to this episode of Fueled. Find your purpose, visualize your goals, and every moment is significant. I love that. And I'll see you all in future episodes.